0: Welcome to the Bovine Banter with the Penn State Extension Dairy Club. My name is Adrian Brian, and I am a extension veterinarian and assistant senior professor within the Department of Veterinary and Biomedical Sciences at Penn State. Joining us today is Blake Henry. Thank you for being with us, Blake. Could you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself and your dairy operation?
1: Yeah, um, my name is Blake Henry. Uh, I have a dairy farm with my Dad, Glenn, and brother Kyle were in Port Royal, PA. Uh, we milk 220 cows in a tie stall and freestall setup. We're milking uh, two times a day. Uh, we have we farm about 700 acres right here in uh, Juniata County, and uh, we built our free st- our tie stall barn was built in 1990, and we built our freestall barn. Uh, in 2000, the fall of 2017, and moved into. It. We are, like I said before, we're currently milking in a tie saw. We milk five groups and uh, 23 units in there. So my dad, Glenn, he does most of our cropping. He's uh, does a lot of field work as well as maintenance. Um, my brother Kyle, he does most of our nutrition work. Uh, he does all of our nutrition work as well as he's our herdsman. I do our do our bookkeeping. I help in the fields. Well, we all do field work. We do everything in house. Uh, we don't hire anything out. Um, and I so like I said, I do bookkeeping as well as uh, I take care of all the automation on our farm. Everything from our CIP and milking system through the automation we're going to talk about today in our freestall barn, as far as heat abatement goes.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Great overview, uh, Blake. So on those lines, because you mentioned heat vitamin system and, and these automation and facilities, uh, how will you define cow comfort and how do you think that it relates to cow performance and, and health from your point of view as a, as a dairy farmer, as a dairy manager?
1: So the way I would describe cow comfort is I would describe it as a lack of stress on the cow. Um, everything we do, we try to reduce stress as much as we can. And as far as how it relates to production, um, I, would, I would say it is a greater than one-to-one ratio of you know how much stress the cow has versus production. And the reason I say that is because whenever you lose milk because of heat stress or any kind of stress, you're not just losing that milk for the day or for that milking, it's milk that's lost over the course of the whole lactation. So it's it's something that, you know, it affects it affects the cow throughout her whole lactation. So I would say it, it has a great effect on uh, production.
0: Absolutely agree with that, Blake. And there is even um, really interesting data from the University of, of Florida, Dr. Dahl, where they have found that heat stress will affect the performance of the daughters of heat stress cows and also of the daughter of daughters of heat stress cows. So two generations of animals being affected by heat stress. So definitely a, a really important aspect that we have to, to manage in our farm. So when designing your dairy farms, what were some of the basic principles related to heat abatement that were top priority for you to include?
1: So, I would say the biggest thing that we did when we were building our barn was um, building height is what I would say was the probably the best thing and the greatest help for dealing with heat in the barn. We have a 16 foot high ceiling, and I would say that helps. uh, That is a huge help because it keeps that heat from the sun when it's hitting the roof, it keeps it up above the cows, and then The second thing is our fans set up. We have panel fans set up over the stalls every, I believe, 50 feet. And so they're just up above the stalls out of the cow's reach. And that, so with the ceiling being up so high and those fans being sort of low, that heat sort of stays up and goes out through the peak of the roof. And, you know, the fans are pulling air that's closer to the ground that's hopefully a little cooler. And, um... then the other thing that we did was we made sure we had plenty of water. We have, we have a two inch line running to the barn and um, each water has its own line coming off of that. So there's plenty of water in the barn. The waters are spaced out per basically uh, per Penn state is we worked with John Tyson a lot on this too. And uh, so we have plenty of water, plenty of air moving and, you know, the build, Like I said, the building height keeps that air, keeps that hot air up away from the cows.
0: That's great. And yeah, so water availability, I would say, is one of the things that we uh, quite often forget about it, but it's really important when it comes to uh, help cows over, overcome heat stress. Um, so since originally building your dairy barns, have there been any update or improvements that you have made to decrease heat stress in, in your cows?
1: So, whenever we built the barn, we had installed panel fans. Uh, we did smaller 30 inch fans over the feed alley. Uh, they were spaced every 36 feet. And then we also had the larger panel fans mounted over the cow, the stalls themselves. They're spaced about 50 feet. And so that was whenever we built the barn originally. And then later on, I added automation to that. Um, I added switches to each each group of fans. There's five groups of fans. Um, the switches they're they're wireless switches that I can actually run from my phone, and they're set up to come on in stages. So we have five stages. There's certain the feed row fans come on at 55 degrees, and then the rest come on up through each degree through 59 degrees, and uh, that helps with. Not only the electric, so that they're not all coming on at once, but then we can also start them a little sooner, uh, at a little cooler temperature to try to get ahead of the heat. Whenever the whenever it starts getting warm out, you know you try to get the get them cooled off while they're eating, and then up through. And then last year, last summer. We added uh, sprinklers to that feed line sprinklers to that system as well. So they actually start coming on at 60 degrees. Uh, right now they are running at they're running one minute out of six. That's sort of a midway point, I think, between what I believe the recommendation that I have heard is maybe, and don't quote me on this, but one minute out of three it, when it's very hot, and then down as low as one minute out of ten when the cooler side. So this is just sort of in between because it's not really variable. It's it's again using the switches that I have that they don't have the they're not able to do adjustable. Um, but so those things were what we have added since then. So basically every part of the heating or every part of the cooling part cooling system in the barn is automated it's automatic except the curtains are not automated but pretty much they're down as much as we can aside from when it's blowing snow or something
0: that's a great uh, overview of all these uh, important improvements you have uh, made blake and i'm uh, I'm glad you're highlighting the connection with uh, with our extension educator Uh, Sean Tyson, because just uh, tacking on on their expertise uh, is definitely something that always helps us to to, uh, find additional information, always unbiased and science-based information. Mm -hmm. So with any improvements uh, such as the one that you have mentioned, have you been able to measure production or behavioral changes in the cows? And do you think that this practice is important when investing in these new technologies and or facilities?
1: So we actually, we don't have any type of uh, activity monitoring system on the cows, but between my brother and I, well, between all of us here, going from a high stall where the cows were out half of the day and would come in then to going to a fully free stall system, uh, I can definitely, well, between that and then also small improvements such as the fans and the sprinklers, we can tell a huge difference with a more level year-round production it does when it's august and it's 90 degrees or 100 degrees out production is gonna drop off a little bit but it definitely the more the more we can take stress off the cows with all this stuff the more consistent our production and also breeding we notice definitely notice uh We get more conception, better conception in the summer than, say, before when we were, like I said, when we were in a tie stall and pasture based system. And you can tell it it, as we add stuff to help with heat abatement, it definitely makes that, makes those two things, production and conception, uh, consistent year round.
0: I agree. And, and there are tons of research that have shown us that the negative impacts of heat stress, as you mentioned, not only on milk production, but also in fertility, uh, monitoring the cow performance after investing and implementing this technology is one of the best approaches sort of to see the return of
1: investment. Yes, I would definitely agree there. On those lines,
0: what heat abandonment improvement would you say? you have seen the most return of investment.
1: I I would say that of all the things we did, the biggest thing that helped with the heat abatement is building height. It would be very hard to try to move air over the cows, try to keep the cows cool. If that building height was lower and you were dealing with that heat from the sun down next to the cows, it would be there would be a lot more days where, when those fans are running, they're pushing around hot air, whereas it seems now that it they're moving around cooler air because of the heat being up away from the cows.
0: Great. So as I wrap up for this podcast, and do you have any takeaway message that you would like to share with with our producer with our listeners?
1: Uh, I would say that anything you do as far well anything you do um you know don't be afraid to go and talk to other guys and see not only what they like what they do and they like but also ask what they don't like um that was a big thing whenever we were looking at a freestyle barn and all these systems is you know you a lot of people will tell you what they like but don't forget to ask what they don't like. What would they change? You know, what would they do different if they did did it again? And you can learn a lot from that as well.
0: Excellent advice. Well, thank you so much again, Blade, for taking the time to talk with us today. And thank you to all our listeners. Please stay tuned for our next podcast series.